Hey, Selfish Babe, if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, I recommend trying Anchor by Spotify. It's the platform I love for podcasting. I really love it because some days you just want to get out what you want to say easily, and the Anchor app allows you to record your podcast right from your phone. One of my favorite things I love about Anchor is that you can add background music to each episode and cut audio quickly to add in advertisements. Anchor will distribute your podcast to all the major platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Anchor is free. To get started, go to anchor.fm to start your podcast today. Maybe one day you'll be making millions from your podcast. Hey, my beautiful selfish babe. Thank you for tuning into this episode. In today's episode, I had the lovely pleasure of sitting with Ellie Jope, and she's also known as Ellie Talks Money on Instagram. And just hearing about her growth over the past year, year and a half. When COVID hit about a year or two years ago, Ellie had started her business. And she started her business um, from a stimulus check. And within one year, has brought in $2 million. She's currently a single mother of four beautiful children. And in this podcast, we talk about her journey. We talk about how she went from you know a stimulus check to to $2 million and what she teaches. And what she teaches that I think a lot of selfish babes can benefit when it comes to getting business grants and business funding, as well as starting your own business. And so I really believe that Ellie is a selfish babe because she shows selfish babes around the world that you too can do it. You too can create the life that you desire because Ellie is living proof. Now, as you're watching this episode or listening to this episode on the podcast, Please tag at Selfish Talk Podcast as well as at Selfish Babes and at Ellie Talks Money so we know you are tuning in and let us know your thoughts. Love you. Hey, love. Welcome to the Selfish Babe Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike OC. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. Hello, my beautiful Selfish Babes. It is your girl, Olenike Osipawali, back with another Selfish Babes Selfish Talk podcast. And I am so excited to be bringing on Ellie Chope, who is also known as Ellie Talks Money from Instagram. Okay, say hello, my love. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, Selfish Babes. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know my Selfish Babes are going to be super excited about this podcast um, because I know that you have a lot to teach us about business funding and getting our businesses started, which is one of the main reasons I was really attracted to your Instagram and your viral reels and what you're teaching women out there. But first, of course, we want to know a little bit about you. So if you don't mind kind of just letting us know a little bit about your background 
background? How did you grow up? Let us know that too first. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, as she mentioned, my name is Ellie and I am now 29 years old. My birthday is in June. I am mom of four babies and um, two of them are twins. So very exciting. Let's see. Gosh, my background. Where did it all begin? Huh? Well, I went to an all girls school growing up. So I always mention that because It was a private all-girls school, and the socioeconomic status of a lot of the students that went there was very high. And I came from California. This was in um, uh, Los Angeles, California. The school is in Pasadena, and then I grew up in Inglewood. So if there's any California natives on here, you guys (laughs) know how far Inglewood and Pasadena are from each other and the total different world that they are. So I grew up with a single mom. And she did everything she could, obviously, to provide for me. And I went to that private all-girls school. So shuttling 45 minutes to Pasadena just to get this great education. And I think that was really when I, that was really when I learned that there are different classes of wealth, right? There are different levels to this money thing. And it was probably about like at nine or 10 years old, I remember um, talking to one of the students in my class and she just happened to be telling people what her dad did. And someone was like, you know, well, how much does your dad make per hour? And like, that was a new question to me. And she was like, yeah, he makes $250 an hour. And you know, (laughs) I remember, I remember my nine-year-old self being like, 200 and how much? I mean, it was, and so I just, every single day when the hours would go by, I would say, oh, he just made another $250. He just made another $250. Like it literally is something that stuck with me. And it was in those years that I knew I didn't know how, but I knew I was going to do everything I could to change my family's economic situation. I wanted to the rich family, right? I wanted to be the one where the kids go to school and say, oh yeah, my mommy does this, this, and that. So that's where it began. And essentially, I guess- Oh, oh, what (laughs) family socioeconomic status at that time? So, I mean, you know, my mom was a working class mom. She had a good job at AT AT&T at the time. I guess, I mean, everybody says the word middle class. I mean, you know, we lived in Inglewood, California. I can definitely say- I know we weren't making as much as them, but I also know that my mom had enough to, to sustain us, you know, but because of the fact that there was such a stark difference in the way their houses looked versus the way my house looked, the way they spent money versus the way I spent money, right. The way their moms or dads dressed versus the way my mom dressed really showed me like, "Mm, we're not broke, you know, but rich, rich either. <laughs> I get that. And I want to know, do you happen to know uh, why your mom made the decision to have you go to an all girl school? So the school was number one, highly recommended to her by a close family friend of ours. And I know that my mom wanted me to have a different life trajectory. And growing up in Inglewood, California, my local LAUSD schools would have been, and this is no shade to those schools, but they they just may not have been the best options. And so I think my mom and my dad made a joint decision that even though it would take a lot of sacrifice, putting me in an environment where I could focus solely on growing up as a girl and, you know, then a young woman, Mm -hmm. and then being in a place that is extremely academically challenging 
would bring, you know, would foster a sense of confidence in me that could help me be successful in the world. I think she didn't want me getting into no drama being out in California either. (laughs) I understand. I think that's very unique. It's unique growing up. I know that my mom had went to an all-girls school, but in Jamaica. And so I just kind of want to know a little bit about why your mom made the decision. But okay, so that got you started on your journey, just noticing that there's different levels of wealth. And you noticed that. So now tell us a little bit about how you got started into being a seven-figure earner, because I know that you've passed a million dollars already in your business. I think it was just last year, two years. How long has it been? It's been now 14 months. So the million dollar mark happened about at about nine or 10 months. And we've just been going up since then. So I'm super grateful. So I want to know, like, before you started your business, what you were doing? So before I started my business, I actually got married pretty young. I got married at the age of 20 or so. I got um, 19. And the worst at 24. Yeah, and the worst at 24. <laughs> well, I got divorced at 27. So I had that long stretch. So so during that time, you know, I worked in corporate America. I didn't actually, you know, really go after this entrepreneurship business thing until after the divorce when I felt this overwhelming need to like change my life. You know, it was like, oh no, I've already been through all this. Something's got to give, like it's time to make some things shake. I can't live like this. Right. So I think during my time as a wife and working in corporate America is when I got a lot of experience working in business because I was a director of sales. And so I had a really big department and that was a startup company. So that's where I got really comfortable and familiar with what it's like to work in business and scale businesses. And that's what helped me to learn how to scale my own. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward after I got laid off from that job, unfortunately, the company closed down. I ended up giving birth to twins. And then a few months after that, you know, me and my ex-husband kaput, right? It it ended. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah. It just ended. So I moved back home to my mama's house, girl, fully straight back to beginning, very humble, humble, humble decline, right? Um, Moved back home to my mom's house. I think at the time I was receiving disability for the fact that I had had twins and I had a C-section. So that was my stream of income. I had been on social assistance at the time and, you know, then the pandemic hit. So it was just like... You know, we just we just can't get a break. It's one thing after another. But those months, I started my business officially July of 2020. You know, I really decided to start promoting myself on Instagram. I had my website finished. I used money from the stimulus check that came. I think that was around April or May ish of 2020 to, you know, pay for things that I needed in terms of my website, design, marketing, Canva. How did you know what you were going to start? Like, how did you know, like, hmm, I want to do this business? Like, how did that come to mind? So after I got laid off from my job, I started planting seeds that I wanted to do coaching and consulting Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I had had so much experience in scaling businesses. I was like, you know what? I can coach business owners on how to do what I've already done successfully for this other business. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was too afraid to start. Mm -hmm. So when I had to move back home, when COVID hit, 
I, before I even launched, I started doing market research. So I knew that I wanted to come out with my sales coaching, business coaching, leadership consulting. These are all the things I had written on my list. And how I came up with that list is really by looking at what I knew I was already good at and had already done successfully before that I could then bring to the marketplace, essentially. So for anyone that's listening, wanting to know what kind of business they should start, that's a really good place to begin is what have you already done? What What can you confidently help someone else do and authentically help someone else do? And go ahead and go with that. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So I just went with what I knew and that was talking about business and money management. So that's kind of what, you know, pushed me into it. And July is when I officially started marketing myself, making myself available for one-on-one coaching, posting on Instagram and, you know, trying to drive traffic to my website and then create. Uh Did you think or for you, it was like, Instagram is the best channel for me to market. Like, why did you choose Instagram? I love Instagram. Instagram is how I started my other business, got a detox, how I have selfish pay. But what made you choose Instagram? Um, yeah, so it's so funny that you mentioned that because I didn't really like Instagram at first. Like, as a personal user, I was not about that life. I was not posting. I, you know, it's just like, mm, I don't know. But When I started to do my market research, that was the channel that I knew there were a lot of people on. So I said, well, let me just go ahead and and sign into my little app. And just because I had, I think I had maybe 200 followers or at the time of just friends and family. So I was using that to see what other people in my niche of business or money or coaching were doing and what their content looked like. Because before Instagram, I was on LinkedIn. And I'm not going to lie, I was starting to get popping on LinkedIn, okay? Like, I was getting likes, shares, saves, the whole nine. But I felt like the demographic wasn't necessarily the types of people I wanted to talk to on LinkedIn, which is why I started looking and saying, okay, let me see who's on Instagram, because I wasn't feeling the the juice, right, from the LinkedIn users. But so when I started to see how simple, really, the content was on Instagram in terms of the educational content, it could be a tweet, it could be an infographic, it could be a video. I'm like, you know what, this is something that I can do. I know how to break these things down into bite-sized pieces of content because, you know, when people scroll, It's just got to catch their eye and make them want to engage. So I'm like, I'm confident that I could break this down into something small enough to be impactful, but still educational at the same time. So that's how I landed on Instagram. (laughs) Beautiful. And I want to say, I really admire your consistency. Thank you. I admire your consistency as well as being a mother. Like, you know, with four kids, you know, I don't know how your life is, but even just now, you take care of being a mother and being an entrepreneur. And I I know that's probably not very easy, but I think that's beautiful. How do you stay consistent with the Instagram reels? Okay, let me just come with you guys. So I like my podcast. I post on my Goddess Detox page because that's my business, you know. Yeah. Summer is my business too. But I've realized that with Summer Springs, I don't really care post like that. I may post a new podcast, but my app, Okay, consistency. But Instagram, I just feel like I used to love recording a video and posting it, but not as much as anymore. But I really? do know that Instagram reels go viral, that they have more, they're more boosted, 
And so how do you like keep that together? Like the consistency on the social media to promote your business that adds to money in your bank account. Yeah, definitely. You know, consistency, I always tell my students, it is definitely a muscle that you got to just keep flexing, you know, because it doesn't come naturally to us, you know, it's, it's hard, but what really helps me is to implement systems. So there are days like today where I don't have a lot of ideas for what reel to record. I'm struggling with what I'm going to post on my page, but I content batch. So because I know and anticipate that there are going to be days where I'm in full mommy mode or where I just can't pull it out, then I will do my best on certain days out of the week that I schedule, maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday to just record as many reels as possible. And then here's a quick secret, right? Don't, you don't have to say anything, right? You don't have to say anything in the reels. Okay. So what I do is I'll take a few shots of me, you know, just maybe working on my laptop or just, you know, like a cute little selfie shot. Then I'll take up some shots of my environment at the time, maybe take some shots of me working on my computer, drinking tea, like just shots that represent what I do during the day. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. You put them all together. Right. So if you've watched my reels, you see that it's, you know, an angle here, an angle there. So you really don't have to say anything at the moment. Just gather the shots. And then what I do is I add information on top of the video. So when people are watching, they're watching to see, okay, what different scenes is being shown. You know, that visual part is catching their eye. But then the actual how to, which generally all my reels are how to do something, how to build your business credit, how to get a grant, how to create content, something like that. Cause I like to educate my audience. Yeah. Then I add that how to part on top. Yeah. So that's what kind of helps me to stay consistent is to almost always be in a state of really gathering content. Yeah. And then I'll have dedicated moments where I sit down and kind of put it together. Yeah. So even though I haven't posted one today, I know I could go in my phone and find just some, you know, videos or some yeah. shots. I did. And another thing that helps too is I'm constantly asking my audience questions. Like, what do they need or what questions do they have for me? Or what do they think about this? Or what did they struggle with today? Or what's a goal that they have for their business? Hmm. Because great content that, as I've learned, great content typically comes from you answering the need of a customer. So when I think of something, then I go to my stories I go to my polls. I see what has someone asked me? What is looking like a trend that my audience might be dealing with this week? And then I create content around that. That really helps. I think that last asking questions is very helpful, Um, especially your breakdown of the reels, because sometimes it can be like, for those that are watching, I'm pointing at the screen because then at some point the information is going to come up is what you meant by gathering the information. But like the videos, you have all that. You just got to point. I think that's nice. I like that. Yeah, you know, it's just so easy peasy. And then you just fill in the information when you get a little idea and you, there you go. There you go. So I definitely know, I know a lot of my selfish babes don't know exactly what it is that you teach. And we all know that you go by Ellie Talks Money. But what do you teach? What do you offer people? Because I already know that all the selfish babes can take in what you're offering because we all need it. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, if you go to my website, I have a lot of courses, but they all center around helping new or established business owners to scale their business through digital marketing and leveraging creative funding like business credit and grants. Mm -hmm. So you'll see me educate and talk a lot about the best ways to market yourself online. That includes Instagram. I talk to them about email marketing, landing pages, you know, getting the right domain, everything that can help them be successful with their online presence because everybody's online. And if you want money and scale fast, it's really good to know how to master this online process, you know, with content creation, et cetera. Um, so that's one side of it. Another aspect is helping my students create passive income. Yeah. So I'm really passionate about people who have a service-based or even a product-based business. All right, my beautiful Selfish Babe, we are taking a quick pause to advertise my Selfish as Fuck Academy. If you don't know, I run a Selfish as Fuck Academy, which is a nine-day in-depth spiritual self-love program for the woman who desires to put herself as the altar and start honoring herself as the goddess she is. If you are interested in learning how to put up your own ancestor altars, speak as if words are spells, create your own spiritual baths for cleansing and attracting, as well as cleansing your room and stepping and utilizing the power of your pussy, then my Selfish as Fuck Academy is for you. It is basically my nine-day intensive where I teach you all of the rituals and things that I do to know that I am a goddess, to know that I'm creating my reality, and how to use my energy so I can attract more of what I want into my life. Now, if you do join today, you get access to me for 14 days in our Selfish as Fuck group chat so I can help you with helping you sell up your altars as well as your baths. If you have any questions on what to do, how to do it after watching the videos, I will be there for you. You can check out my Selfish as Fuck Academy by going to selfishasfuckafacademy.com or going to selfishbabe.com, clicking on courses, and you'll see it there. And it's also linked in our show notes below or above, depending on where you're listening from. All right, let's get back to the episode. Love you, boo. Mwah. Showing them how they can integrate a digital product into their current business simply to just add another stream of revenue. You don't have to go and create a whole new business to make an ebook or to make a course, you know, it can be an add-on right with what you're doing right now. So that's another element. And then um, what I'm probably most known for is teaching people how to build their business credits so they can get funding, so they can get business loans. I know as the fact, especially for Black and Brown entrepreneurs and Black and Brown entrepreneurs who are women, funding and or lack of access to it is one of the main things that sometimes contributes to the, to the decline of our businesses. So when I went through my phase of having really bad personal credit, I had to build business credit because there was no other way I was going to be able to show any credibility for my business. I I had a terrible personal credit score. It was tragic. 500. It was just, So it was like, okay, I can't do anything with this personal credit right now. Let me start building business credit. And I recognize that there are not a lot of women in this space who educate on this. And that's why I go so hard for it, because I know that when you need access to capital funding, anything having that established business credit score can really help and grants. So I teach grants as well. 
which is how you can get access to free money based off of who you are as a business owner. So there's minority business, minority owned business grants, um, women owned business grants. You know, if your business is dedicated towards a certain element of community development or just a certain demographic, there are grants for that as well. So I would say those are probably the four main core areas. And of course, there's a whole bunch of stuff mixed in with that. Yeah, I think all of it is beautiful. And I wanted to know, when you started your business, did you need business funding? Surely, I did not. So because of the fact that I started with a service, something that really the product came from me, I didn't need a whole lot of funding. That's why I was able to use, you know, part of my stimulus check to make it happen. So really where my energy went into was creating a ton of content on Instagram. I have never once run a Facebook ad. Nice. I don't even know how to use it, you know? So where a lot of businesses, I think, believe that they can't scale because they don't have money for ads. I come in to tell them ads is definitely something you can work on later, but it is not a requirement to start because I made my first seven figures without one Facebook ad account, you know, through just free Instagram marketing content. Um, So I didn't need a lot of business funding because I started with the service and I started with something that I could really just put time into. Now, if you're starting a business and you do need funding because you need a particular type of inventory or you need someone to make the formula or you need a specific type of web design, there are certain business loans that you can get through writing a great business plan and and from building your business credit in the beginning phases. But I always try to teach my students who are new that if you can begin with something that costs you very little because it's already in you, that can be a very great way to start entrepreneurship because then you always know, even if you lost it all, yeah. you would know exactly how to go get it back again. I love that. You see, now this is why Ellie talks money is a beautiful example of a selfish babe, okay? Because yeah. One of the main things that we talk about in Selfish Babe is really a woman that is co-creating her reality. Because there was one reality, right, where Hat got married. Of course, we always want our marriages to work out, but it didn't work out for any reason. Yeah. uh, Then you went back to your your mom's house, and then you were able to be like, hmm, I can start this business, have some type of self-belief that you can start the business, and to even to continue to create the content on the daily shows that you have a level of self-belief in yourself. Because sometimes I think a lot of the things that stop us is our lack of self-belief on if we can actually do it or the fear of how other people may judge us around us who are not doing those things, but you are stepping out. And so I know that you have those two foundational things because of the fact that you you did it and you're still doing it. So it's just like, your life can change. Like if y'all could hear that snap, as you guys are listening, your life can change like that. And instantly, yes. And I, and I don't say that to make it sound like, Hey, one, two, three, easy peasy, because yes, it can be like that. But I also know there's a lot of internal things that are going on as someone who is co-creating their reality, right? And so I want to ask you, Ellie, what are some things that you do personally for yourself to keep yourself going, motivated? I'm a very spiritual woman. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And I kind of just want to know a little bit about your personal background, whether it's religious or spirituality, but what do you do internally to keep going? So for me, I am very close to my religion. I'm Muslim and that, listen, my prayers and my faith 
I know is just like one of the only things that has gotten me through this really, truly very hard last two years. You know, I'm very grateful for where my business has gone, but it doesn't take away the fact that there are some days where it's still hard as heck, where I'm morning, where I'm, you know, sad, where I'm stressed, you know. And many times the only thing I can turn to is my faith, my prayer, you know, that is just like what helps me to get back on center and also helps me to stay grateful and to stay ambitious because, you know, I never want to take for granted where I am. And that's why, you know, sometimes I even get a little shy to talk about, you know, like how much I make or anything, because I never want it to change or make me forget where it came from. You know, this is the flower that happened to grow out of the soil, but there was a whole lot of stuff that went into that soil, you know, and I never want to forget that Right, I never want to analogy like the flower in the soil. Oh, I love that. Sometimes, but yeah, I never want to forget that. So it, it helps me to stay present on the days where I don't want to show up. It helps I remember the assignment because I do know that everything is never accidental. Nothing is by circumstance. So everything that I've gone through is because God said it had to be. And everywhere, everything I'm doing right now is because God said it had to be. So most of the time when I show up, it's not for me, it's for the people that I know I'm called to be a mentor to, whether they've met me in person a day in their life or not. I feel it helps, my faith helps me to remember my responsibility and to keep showing up. Sure. Do you mind me asking how many times a day you pray? I don't know too much about the Muslim. Faith. Oh, yes, of so course. Like, yes. me, I want to learn. Yes. So in Islam, um, we pray five times a day. So the first one is early morning before the sun comes up around 5 a.m., depending, usually it's around 5 or 4.30. Um, then we pray again at the, you know, where the sun is the highest point in the day, which usually is somewhere between 12 and 1.30. Then we pray again around five o'clock. Then again, right before sunset. So when the sun is literally setting down and then our final prayer is in the evening, usually it falls around eight to 9 p.m. So what I really love about it is it's these like checkpoints through the day, you know, it's these checkpoints through the day. And what's interesting is that scientifically, we all should get up early in the morning, 5 a.m., you know, that before sunrise time scientifically is better for our bodies, you know, helps our mind be clear. If we stretch or work out or meditate or journal at that time, it's proven that we'll have a better day. So I love the fact that I have that extra bit of accountability to get up and pray at that time because it can really just help set the intention for the day. And then around noon, we start getting hungry, you know, we start getting into our flow, but having those five points throughout each moment you know, each several hours of the day helps me to kind of recenter, right? Because it can be so easy for us to just go through our day and live our life and 
we're kind of feeling all over the place or we're feeling really tired or we're feeling really stressed or we're feeling really not present, which I know I go through a lot. So those moments and prayers take anywhere from five to 10 minutes, you know, it's not a whole long ordeal, but that five to 10 minutes is kind of just like, okay, you know, like bring it back in, try to bring it back in, you know, (laughs) I better bring it back in and then we go do, and then we come back and bring it back in. So that's a little bit about Islam. <laughs> and do you feel like when you do that, do you automatically know when you have to pray or do you set alarms? Is it just something that's Oh, yeah. So there's actually an app because it does go by the position of the sun. So there's an app. There are several apps, but I use a Muslim Pro. And so it notifies you when it's time to pray, you know, because it does change like by one minute or so every day based on how we rotate around, how the sun rotates around the earth. But yeah, there's an app, but it's interesting, like, because you get used to it, you can kind of feel it's like, you know, I don't know, something comes in you, like it's almost time to pray. Or when I know I'm starting to start tripping and I'm starting to think really negative, then I know it's time to pray. (laughs) This is my last question. Okay. Okay. So is it is it true that some Muslim women will wear the hijabs or is that a whole different? Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. It's so definitely true. Some that decide to wear it and some that decide not to wear it. Yeah, actually, when I first came on with you, I thought maybe that you were wearing hijab. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. But yes, you know, in Islam, it is a choice for women to wear the hijab or not wear the hijab. And, you know, it's something that we all wear when we pray. Yeah. However, some women choose to wear it all the time. And, you know, it, it's a it's a difficult thing. There are so many different opinions about it. There are so many different, you know, kind of directions people take in terms of it's it's mandatory. You have to do it. But I know that God wants women to make that choice when they're ready to make that choice, because it is a sacrifice. You know, it is a sacrifice to to not show what for a lot of women is what they love the most. And that's their hair. Yeah. How much we love to get our hair done, you know? So it is definitely a choice. I don't think that women who wear it are more or less religious than women who don't yeah. because I don't wear it. And anyone who looks at me probably really wouldn't know that I'm Muslim, you yeah. know? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't come to you right away, but I'm about that life, though. I love it. And, that is <laughs> And would you mind telling us a little bit about your culture background, as I know that you took a trip somewhere in Africa, but I don't know what country, but tell us about that. Yes, so I'm half Senegalese. My dad is from Senegal, West Africa, and my mom is, you know, regular (laughs) African-American from Eaglewood, LA. But I did go to Senegal over the summer, and I have been there many times. I went when I was young and then I went again when I was in college. That's actually where I got married was in Senegal. And yeah, I went back again this summer. So it's just so beautiful. I'm like, you know what? If God blesses me, I would love to have a business retreat over there. I love to travel, especially international traveling. Okay. It's just, I'm like, we have to go. And especially being that a lot of the women in my audience are, you know, black women and men, I got some fellas in there, but it would be so just magical to talk about business and elevate our life and, and work on our business 
where we, you know, where we're from back home, back in Africa. So I absolutely love it. I'm hoping to go back again this year because I just can't get enough. So yeah, it's something that I'm very attached to. You see, I got my continent on for this every day. (laughs) So yeah, that is the other side of Ellie. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I've actually taken one of your courses before and you went into detail. She goes into detail. I mean, she gets detail, detail, right? But she goes into detail, detail, like how to get your reels viral and all the things. I really urge any selfish babe to check out the courses that Ellie Talks Money has. Is there a specific website to go to your course? Or do you just want us to go to the link tree in your bio on Instagram? Which one? Um, yeah, so you can absolutely go to ellietalksmoney.com. They're listed there. If you want to get there faster, you can certainly just click the link right in my bio and they're all listed there. But either way, we'll get you to it. You can always DM me also or email me if you have a question. I have, you know, the contact buttons all on my page. And anytime you need a one-on-one call, you can also reach out. I'm excited. And Ellie Talks Money is, she doesn't know this, but she's going to know this now. She's actually one of the people I have in my three-day securing the bag challenge, which is my money mindset challenge, where I talk about spirituality and getting rid of the poverty mindset so you can have a rich, rich mindset, rich mindset, okay? But I tell my people, I'm not really passionate about teaching business, although I do have a multi-million dollar business. What I'm more so passionate about is the spirituality and the energetics behind it. But I also do know that money is important, that wealth is important. And so within that third day, I have a list of different people on Instagram that I have personally found helpful that my selfish babes can go follow, start to learn from and personally buy their courses. And Ellie Talks Money is one of those people. And so I want you guys to check that out. Please check out her courses. Please follow her on Instagram at Ellie Talks Money. And is there any last words that you want to wish or say to our selfish babes listening? Well, I would just want to say to you all that, you know, your whatever you're going through right now, your present situation, your present circumstance, whatever pain you might be dealing with right now, please know it is temporary. It is not permanent. Please know that permanent, though, but it's really temporary. You know, please know that and also know that you wouldn't be going through it right now if it wasn't meant for you, right? So everything you go through, and it can be hard to accept it at the moment, but everything you go through prepares you for the next chapter in your life, prepares you to be better. If I hadn't gone through the pain of divorce, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the joy of building this seven-figure business. So one had to happen, I believe, in order for the other to happen. So just stay, you know, mindful of that and, um, and start your business start your business don't you know don't hesitate don't doubt yourself I'm telling you consistent consistency will take you further than anything else don't worry about being the best product the best hair braider the best anything be consistent because the more you show up the more they notice you and that's very true okay because let me tell you I noticed LA Talks Money because it was one of her, her reels that and I know many yep. of her reels have gone viral. It was one of her reels. Okay. So she's telling the truth. Thank you so much, Ellie. I appreciate you. it.